Welcome to the In One Podcast, where you'll get an inside look at stories from the Clemson MBA team, as well as entrepreneurs and innovators from Greenville, South Carolina, and beyond. Brought to you by the Pfeiffer Innovation Hub at the Clemson University MBA program. Welcome to In One. This is Jamie Patterson coming to you live from the Pfeiffer Innovation Hub. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of financial literacy, which I think is a huge topic for our students here in the MBA program and young professionals in general. So I'm happy to welcome our special guest today, Tommy Tomlinson, who's branch manager and assistant VP of Coastal Carolina National Bank. Tommy, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Jamie, for having me. Um, How you doing? Pretty good. Happy to be here. Uh, talk a little bit about, you know, some of my financial background and see if there are way, things we can put out there to help others awesome. navigate through some financial crisis if they're in it and whatnot. So. Yeah, well, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you taking the time. So why don't we start off? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so long story short, uh, I grew up in Charlotte, so right down the road, um, and bounced around the Carolinas before settling here in Greenville about three years ago. Um, and you know, much like you'll hear from anybody else who moved here, it kind of swallows you up. Um, I kind of became obsessed with it. Um, joined the Pulse Pace Setters program uh, through the Greenville Chamber as a way to really kind of hit the ground running in terms of my involvement here. And where I was fortunate enough to have you and Dr. Pickett as my mentors and introduce me to a lot of faces here in, in the upstate and in Greenville in particular. And that kind of really set everything off uh, in terms of learning about ways to get involved uh, in the community. As you know, I have a passion for giving back to others. And our friendship just kind of kicked off from there. And um, I don't really plan on leaving. Well, uh, you know, it's been a special place. <laughs> so. Well, before we get into the financials, let's talk about your community involvement. So you've done some really interesting things. In fact, one of them was um, putting on a 5K to which I don't want to brag, but I did win my age group. So <laughs> <laughs> I think you got a medal for that. Yeah. I did. It was like my only medal ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was uh, just something that, uh, you know, I, I think I've mentioned it to you before. I grew up in a, within a family that uh, being kind to others and, and getting involved in the community was always something that was very important. And once I kind of studied the history of Greenville, um, you know, got involved with John Boyanowski uh, and Mayor Knox and kind of learned a little bit more. Um, it was something that I felt strongly about getting more and more involved in, and that was something where we were, were able to put on a 5K um, here at Falls Park and give back to Meals on Wheels, Greenville, and Habitat for Humanity. And uh, it was something special. Uh, it was just a start, um, you know, of, of, of what I hope. Uh, ends up being something where we're able to continue on. And, um, you know, like I said, that's just something that I got to give some credit to my parents and give some credit mm -hmm. to you and then the people that are around that, you know, not only support me but support this community. So um, there'll be more to come. Well, and hopefully, hopefully you'll be there to win a couple more races. I'm, I'm going to have to start trading then. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this. You know, it's 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 interesting working with our young professionals here that are coming back to school to get an advanced degree. And you look at some of the data that's out there now um, showing that Americans 18 to 29 years old owe over a trillion dollars in debt, um, mostly 
um, comprised from student loans, credit card debt, and mortgage debt. And right now, the average student loan debt is $40,000. And that's just the average. I mean, I, I talked to somebody earlier, and I was sharing this stat, and he was like, gosh, this is like the only time in life I wish I was average. I have way more than that. So let's talk about this because, you know, you, I know you work with a lot of people and helping them um, learn and be smart about money and finances. So starting off with this stat, um, with, with being in so much debt, I mean, where, where do we begin? Um, well, in particular, one thing that I just want to kick off with uh, that you did mention, um, student loan debt is, you know, a whole nother animal mm -hmm. um, in terms of, you know, getting out. Um, because like you said, those numbers can, can climb and climb and climb. Um, but one um, type of credit in particular that's even more scary than that for me, and when we see it um, on the financial side, uh, it's credit card debt, okay. and that's something that I don't think you know we run into oftentimes. A lot of those younger adults, you know, typically between the ages of about eighteen to twenty-five or thirty, uh, that just don't understand uh, what a credit card is um, and what how much how scary credit card debt can be, um, because on the student debt side, you know, you you have length to pay it off. Um, obviously, if you can avoid it do so right. um, but the interest rates on those are generally pretty fair uh, whereas credit card debts you know their interest rates are astronomically high um, and speaking from personal experience I can remember when I was in college uh, and you know I you know did what most college kids have done at some point you overdraft your account you go running in you know crying and saying oh please 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 let me get my overdraft back uh, that fee back and um, you know I had one of their customer service reps come in and say, hey, you know, come in here, we'll get you a college credit card, $1,000. If you ever don't have money, just use it. You know, I didn't really mu remember much more of the conversation besides that because in college I was like, oh, 1000 bucks, Okay, <laughs> I can take that and run with it. And before I knew it, you know, I was figuring out that, um, you know, I was hurting my credit score. I was hurting my chance at future uh, when I needed a car or something to get approved for there. And, um, you know, you got to find ways to pay that off. And with uh, interest rates, probably somewhere between like 18 and 27 percent, you know, that can be a whole lot more challenging in terms of understanding that when you're paying that minimum balance, you're not actually paying down much of your, you know, your debt. You're actually just paying that interest rate um, that they're charging you for. And that's the way that they swallow you up. Um, so that's that for me, that is something that is a whole lot more scary yeah. uh, because $10,000 in credit card debt you know, on paper, when you look at how, how hard it is to pay that off, can be a lot more scary than, you know, $40,000 in student debt that you kind of have a structure on hmm. to paying it back. Um, right. Well, that's such an interesting take on it, too, because you think 40000 versus ten, But when mm -hmm. you talk about those interest rates and just continuing to grab you, what would be a good strategy then for people to think about in terms of paying off that credit card debt? Well, that's that's actually something that we primarily do, you know, that I see most often uh, in the bank. A lot of times we see debt consolidation. Uh, we see people using equity in their homes uh, that, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have, you know, owned your home and been paying that off for a number of years or had a hefty down payment on, on that, you have some equity built up. And in Greenville, in the housing market now, values have gone up in homes. So you may have equity that you didn't know was there. 
Um, and that can be a good way with rates right now, prime at 5%. Um, you know, just a, I kind of had a quick little sheet here that shows you that, you know, you pay that loan off with equity in your home and at 5%, you know, you're actually only paying, you're saving yourselves thousands of dollars uh, versus pay over a five-year span if you would pay it down $10,000 in debt at 20% on a credit card. Um, you know, I think it, the numbers rounded out to about $3,500 in savings over five years when you look at the difference wow. in interest rates. And that's, you know, when you're talking about a young adult, $3,500 is a lot of money. Um, and that's just how scary that can be because um, I, I don't know about you, but I don't have an extra $3,500 just in my back pocket to throw towards the credit card companies that are already taking me for more than it's worth. So, um, you know, that's, I think the number one thing you can look at doing are ways to consolidate that debt. Uh, like I said, if you're fortunate enough to have lived in a home, that's, that's one way you can look at it. Nowadays, uh, you do have opportunity, um, you know, through banks to just do a consolidation loan for $5,000 where the interest rate will still be a whole lot lower. It might be 8%, somewhere around that number, 8, 9, um, which is still obviously going to save you a lot of money. Um, another thing to look at, if you feel more comfortable with your financial situation, you're much more aware. Um, you do have credit cards out there that are 0% interest. They're advertised everywhere, balance transfers, you know, 0% interest for 18 months. Um, go, go explore on the internet. Um, check it out. Set yourself a plan. Uh, in terms of how you can make those payments. And uh, because when you get 18 months of 0% interest, um, you know, that's an opportunity that you have to really make an impact on that outstanding debt to, to just get it knocked out without having to pay the big guy right. um, that's, you know, cleaning the house. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great advice. So talk to us a little bit about bad debt versus good debt and what that looks like for young professionals. Um, I would probably say, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because there are some people who apply for a line of credit or a car or something along those lines, some form of credit, and they have zero credit history. Um, and they say, well, I don't understand why that would be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. uh, well, essentially, what a credit score predicts uh, is the likelihood of a debt being paid uh, in the future. And banks, basically, it's, it's, a, it's a multitude of things that create that score. Uh, and so that's what a bank's looking at is the likelihood that you're going to repay us and you're going to you know, repay us as promised. Um, so when, when you look at uh, good debt versus bad debt, a good debt may be an auto loan, uh, something where it's, you know, it's an installment loan. Uh, you have a set amount to pay off. And when you show that you've had a car for three years and you've consistently made payments without being late, that's going to be good debt. Um, you know, obviously, if you can pay it off all at once, it's good for you. If you have no credit history, though, it's going to be hard in that when you want to go buy a house mm -hmm. to get approved for it because you have no history of repayment. Um, bad debt, we've already been through credit cards. Um, can't stress it enough. Um, you know, if you have credit cards, if you use credit cards, you want to maintain, you know, not really using more than 30%. It's kind of what I tell uh, clients of mine and, and friends of mine is, hey, if you're going to use them, try and pay it all off at once. But if you if you get caught in a, a situation where you need it, um, just try and make sure you're keeping it below 30% because that is on, actually only going to help build that credit score up um, mm -hmm. because that's one of the things that will be bad credit is to say you got a $3,000 um, 
say you got a three thousand uh, dollar line amount and you're using twenty eight hundred of it, that's not that's right. not a good thing. Uh, that that's what that's what really hurts that credit score and knocks it down. So, you know, that's where we talk about student debt viewed completely different. Um, you you talk about student debt. Um, obviously, the more debt that's out there, it's going to hurt. It may hurt you. It may affect you uh, in terms of what you can approve, get approved for in terms of a home uh, from a debt-to-income standpoint. But when you're talking about it being necessarily a bad debt, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the stuff that we, you know, can get scary, uh, it's really just the high interest rate debt. Right. Well, talk to us. You brought it up about the, the debt-to-income ratio when it comes to things like a mortgage and buying a house. So where should our young professionals be looking to stay in in terms of, of average percentage um, for that debt-to-income ratio? So debt-to-income, um, you know, kind of from an entry-level standpoint, is basically taking um, your income, your gross income, and, um, you know, dividing that by uh, what your uh, overall debt is. And that doesn't take into account you know, your water bill, uh, your electricity bill, it takes into account uh, your types of credit, your mortgage, your installment, revolving lines that you may have, and what those minimum payments are. Um, so a threshold to kind of set a mark would probably be about, I'd say about 43% mm-hmm. is usually where we want to be because banks understand that there's that kind of going to be that threshold where 43% is going to be somewhat a cutoff. We know you have everyday expenses that aren't on this credit report that are taking a, taking a toll on your daily life. I mean, the gas uh, for your car, that's something that you have to pay for uh, to get to your job uh, and earn that salary. So um, 43% is usually where we try and, you know, try and make a cut. Um, and that's usually where I'll tell people you want to fall below that line. Um, and that's just a helpful tool in terms of understanding um where approval might be set for you uh, and where where the cutoff might be for a financial institution. Generally, it's somewhere between about 40 and 45 percent. So in all of this talk about debt, where does the savings come in? Because I remember many moons ago when I got my first job out of undergrad, I remember a good family friend saying, Jamie, you always need to make sure you pay yourself first. But in this climate today with all of these different options and, and credit card debt and, and student loans, how do we ensure that we are making that a priority to pay ourselves first and then take care of everything else? What advice do you have when it comes to that? Um, I will never tell you not to start a savings account. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, now that's, I, Was that a plug? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I definitely think <laughs> I definitely think that uh, a savings account is always going to be a wise thing. It's always good to have uh, liquidity in your in your bank, something that you can pull from immediately. Uh, like I said, using a credit card or using using a loan for something um, that's that is either an emergency situation or something that you quite frankly can't afford with cash. Um, those are the reasons why I encourage people to look at uh, you know opening a line of credit. Um, starting a savings account is incredibly important just from the standpoint of having that availability to pay the small things. Um, you know, let's say you, you know, in, in college down mm-hmm. the road for your kids, right. uh, things along those lines. It's never too early to start saving for those. That's something that if you can avoid debt, do it. Um, and the best way to do that is to set, um, you know, 
is to is to really create a financial plan for yourself where you can set aside a small amount, a large amount, however whatever amount you're comfortable with um, each month and watch it build, watch it grow, um, and and pay these things off uh, that you open. You know, let's say you can't afford a car right now, you're going to have to take out an auto loan. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're it's it's okay to make those minimum payments on that auto loan and create a savings account for the for the other rainy day fund, if you will. And then let's say that grows high enough to the point where you did a five-year auto loan, but in three years you realize you might have $30,000 in your savings account. Okay, I can take 10 of that and, and pay, go ahead and pay this auto loan off and get rid of paying that interest on that. Um, so that said, paying yourself first, like you mentioned, is very important. Um, I would never tell somebody not to do that um, for more reasons than one. Um, but you know, I, I, like I said, in terms of the credit, it, it's more of something that's emergencies or, um, you know, it's simply too large of a, you know, we, we all have to look, we all have to have housing. We all, most of us need some form of transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't afford an education, um, but we want to go to school. Um, most of us don't have that kind of money sitting in our back pocket. So, uh, that's where I would say a savings accounts necessary to just start that that foundation and to keep building on it for when you're able to pay those bigger things off. Absolutely. So how did you get into banking? Was this something that you've always wanted to do? Um, you know, start us at the beginning of your career. How'd you get into this? And and what I guess brought you this passion, such a passion for wanting to help people through this process. Um, well, you kind of hit the nail on the head right there at the end, but, uh, it was actually really funny. I, I started my banking career as a teller at an in-store branch in a Walmart. I think I oh. might've told you that before. And it was, it was definitely something that kind of caught me by surprise. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was something that I wanted to do. Um, but I knew I always wanted to help people out. And, and like we talked about with the giving back to the community, for me, it's not, I think giving back to the community is kind of a very broad statement. It's more of giving back to the people. Um, and that's something that in banking you have an opportunity to do. Um, like I said, I think when we talked about this podcast, we wanted to get involved. I'm working with another person right now on how ways that we might be able to get involved with the high schools here in Greenville um, and kind of have a learning day um, and say, hey, look, these are some real-life things, real-life tools that we'd like to offer to you. Um, so that you, don't, you don't get caught in a situation like I mentioned I was in in college where you don't understand what you're being given and you get caught in a situation where you're then having to figure out how to pay it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and banking offered me that opportunity. Uh, it's been a winding road. I, I kind of got out of it for a minute. And uh, when I found home here in Greenville, um, I realized that I did have a passion for banking and a love for it. And that's and it, it was more about you know helping people guide them through whether you're in a good financial spot and you make it want to make it better or you're in a tough financial spot and, and you need some guidance to get out of it. And that was, that's kind of where I see my role in banking. That's why I've stayed in retail. Yeah. Um, I love talking to people too much, not to be <laughs> in it. So, <laughs> Well, good. And I think, you know, when we, when we first had this conversation, it was interesting because I think we were, we were laughing that there needs to be a class on being an adult. And how mm-hmm. and one of the things about being an adult is is this is this money management piece that's so interesting because I mean even on top of and I, and I love that we're focusing on kind of debt and how to get out of debt stay out of debt but even some of those decisions about the difference between an IRA and a Roth IRA mm-hmm. 
mean, I still have to think about, you know, back and forth the difference between the two and and all the all the really um, the small pieces that are involved in your in your full portfolio um, when you're building that financial portfolio. So I think that um, this is something that we definitely want to incorporate in the program is having these discussions about about being smart financially to set everybody up, not only for success in their career, but for stability. Well, I think, um, you know, another piece of that is this is something that um, I myself and am fortunate to work for in, you know, a financial institution that supports this. And that's in today's environment, you see a lot of uh, banks consolidating, consolidating their number of branches. We have mobile deposit now. We have things that you, you don't talk to many young people that ever walked in a bank before. And if they have, it was simply to open up a checking account, maybe. Um, and since then, they haven't been there. Um, you know, and that's kind of created this loss of an ability to talk to a personal banker um, mm -hmm. who can help navigate you through a situation if you have questions. Um, so, you know, we're, we're a smaller size bank. Uh, at CCMB, but that allows us an opportunity to really reach out to our clients and really kind of connect with them to where I always tell people I got my cell phone on my business card for a reason. Uh, call me on a Saturday. Call me on a Sunday. You get caught in a jam. I, I want to hear about it. You, you know, your check came through from work, commission check, and you don't know what to do with it. You're fired up. Give me a call. We can walk through it. Wow. Whether, whether you use us or not, um, I want you to know that we're there. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's something that I feel like maybe a 17, 18-year-old in high school doesn't feel like they, they can have that conversation with a banker anymore because everything's so online now. Wow. So No, that's a great point because now, I mean, you don't even have to go to an ATM. You just take a picture of your check and it deposits itself. I mean, it's amazing. But, yes, get to know your bankers, people, because that's a great point that then you don't have that personal relationship to be able to ask those questions about what's the smartest thing to do when you when you do get a big bonus check where should where should you be um you know distributing that that newfound money yeah it's it's, it's funny because as much as we talk about how scary debt can be um you don't always have to be in a bad position uh to talk to your banker yeah. um uh, or to reach out to reach out to somebody it can be a good situation as well where you have a new source of income or you know, something along those lines where, you know, you're excited right. uh, and you just want to make sure that you're taking the right steps forward. I mean, we're, we're just that. That's what we're here for. We want to give you advice yeah. uh, and we want to help you navigate your, you know, your financial picture into something that you're comfortable with and where your goals are being reached. Um, and that's, you know, like I said, that's the stuff that, you know, makes your heart warm yeah. when you're a banker is seeing, seeing, you know, no matter their age, seeing somebody kind of, you're helping that financial dream come true, so. The Clemson University MBA program is home to full and part-time corporate and entrepreneurship degree programs, a part-time business analytics program, and the new online MBA. Learn more at www.clemson.edu slash MBA. That is amazing. So, so leading into that, what are you most proud of in your career so far? Um, man, that's a tough question. Uh, I would probably say, you know, I'm most proud of in my career is, has just been really, I mean, on a personal note, I would probably say it has more to do with, 
something that was goes back to my family and my friends, uh, and that's just kind of the relationships that I found um, through through work, um, through the, the my peers, my coworkers, uh, and just maintaining those. Um, you know, I think that's and like I said, I got to give credit where credit's due on that. Uh, for just being, and that's, you know, this coincides with, you know, something that I would recommend to anybody, and that's, you know, being kind to others. You only get one of these, mm-hmm. one of these lives, uh, so make the most of it. Um, you know, I think I've told you I've lost too many people mm-hmm. that I can't talk to again, I can't see again. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not going to let distance, I'm not going to let, you know, uh, a phone bill or anything like that prevent me from reaching out and being nice to somebody. Uh, no matter how long it's been since we called up. And that's probably something I'm most proud of is, you know, that I feel like I can hang my hat on. So, mm-hmm. And that makes me proud. Thank you for being like that. <laughs> <laughs> More people just need to be kind. Um, what best advice do you have for young professionals? Uh, my best advice for young professionals would probably be when you come out um, – a good trick, I guess, would be when you're networking. Um, it's it's always good. I think one of the hardest things to do um, is to really just remember the people that you're talking to, remember the faces. Uh, you get the business card sometime, and you slip it in your jacket pocket, or you slip it in your pocketbook, and you and you and you don't pick it up again for another month. And then by then, you feel like it's been too long. Um, sometimes I'll write down that some a couple of quick notes on the back of a business card uh, when I'm talking to the person. Uh, to kind of give me reminders on what, what we were discussing and um, just follow up. I mean, it goes back to the Pulse Pace Setters. You know, you you and Dr. Pickett uh, were able to introduce us to so many people, and it was taking advantage of those mm-hmm. opportunities. It was following up with those people that we were so fortunate to be able to meet. Um, and I didn't want to let that go to waste. So it was like, all right, every person that Jamie introduced me to, I'm going to send them an email and see if I can meet them for a one-to-one conversation later on. And so that would probably be it. I mean, it's, you know, again, being kind, um, you know, there's too much hate in the world right now to where you shouldn't, shouldn't treat anybody, um, you know, that you see face to face, um, in a negative way. And then two, it would just be follow up. I know it seems scary to sometimes to reach out, but uh, promise the reward is there. So. Well, and that's what I was, I was so impressed by you because you would reach out and say, Hey, can I have so-and-so's email address? And, and you would actually reach out to them. And, and the best part for you is I remember having a conversation with you where you were like, they, they responded like right away that they would meet. And it is amazing that if you just have that, that little bit of push to reach out to somebody this business community is such a magical place where people want to see young professionals succeed. Chances are, if you ask for their time, they're going to give it to you. And they're going to give you great advice. And they're going to continue to want to meet with you. Um, one of the people that I know you've met with, um, Toby Stansel, who is just a, a great friend of the program, great, great community leader in Greenville. And I love that through all of his experience, He's always so quick to say, I'm, I'm still learning from, from young professionals. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what level you are within your organization. You learn from me, but really I'm learning still from you. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. Um, and that's just representative of, of much of the business community here in Greenville. Uh, the business community here 
is unlike any other. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it is, you mean, you said it. I reached out to people as like Jill Littlejohn, yeah. um, Mayor Knox, uh, John Boyanowski, who I've talked mm-hmm. about, and of course, Toby Stansel. And every single one of them I was able to meet with, every single one of them I've met with multiple times at this point. And I now at this point consider friends. Right. And um, Toby, wow, if you haven't had a chance to meet him, um, you know, I would I would encourage to reach out to Jamie and find a way to connect or reach out to me and, and find a way to connect. Cause there's nothing he loves more than finding somebody who's young, hungry, mm-hmm. old, hungry. It doesn't matter. And he is probably the most remarkable leader I've yeah. ever met. And I mean, he's, he's full of one liners. I'll give him that. He, 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 he will make you go back to work and you will, you will be so inspired right. to do to do good. So. Absolutely. It, cha- it changes your world when you're surrounded by good people like that. So, well, let's transition to talk about, let's do some fun questions before we let you get out of here. So, um, no pressure, but this is kind of our speed round. And uh, I, want to, I want you to give me the first thing that comes to mind. You ready? I think so. <laughs> and I think I know the answer to this one. And I'm going to probably embarrass you. What is your favorite coffee spot in Greenville? Coffee Underground. And would you like to tell the world what your drink of choice is? Oh, no, you're not doing this. <laughs> coffee Underground. <laughs> or maybe it's the secret that you don't want to let out. And that's totally fine if you don't want to let your secret out. I won't either. <laughs> I can't believe you just did this. Um, okay, so... Uh, yeah, the short answer would be the uh, Snow Fox. <laughs> and uh, to explain... And what is a Snow Fox? I don't want to... We won't get into detail. You'll have to go to Coffee Underground to figure that out. But uh, Jamie was waiting on me for a little bit. And uh, she said, what's your coffee order? <laughs> and I think I actually said it's a skinny Snow Fox. Yes. And uh, yes. that was... Yep. We're getting some laughter here. And uh, and I will just say, I'm just a regular, like, black coffee kind of gal. I'm not fancy at all. And so for me to order just a regular black coffee and a skinny snow fox, I needed to make sure the dude knew that I was not the one getting the skinny snow fox. And then Tommy walks in, and he knew. Yeah, sad, Sadly, they, they already know that order. If you had just told him Tommy's coming, they would have been prepared. And now I can't wait to get back to the office so that everybody's just going to laugh at me for the rest of the year. Anyway, go try the skinny snow fox at uh, at Coffee Underground. All right, what's your favorite sport? Uh, basketball. Okay, and, and team. Now I gotta ask you team for that. Um, basketball, I'm always a little bit more college, um, but uh, in terms of pro, I mean, I, I stay I stay true to where I'm from. That's uh, Charlotte. Okay. Uh, I've been through a struggle lately, so it's yeah. you know it can kind of be hard to watch sometimes, but definitely the Hornets. And then in terms of college. College ball? You're, you're uh, following your alma mater there? Following the alma mater there, and that's NC okay. State. And again, it uh, can be a little challenging to at times, uh, but we're only up and up. So, Well, I was going to say, you know, I'm a pit girl, and, and we've kind of slid in basketball a little bit in the past couple of years, but we stole we stole a North Carolina coach from Duke, Jeff mm-hmm. Capel, who's done amazing things, so I'm excited for that. I don't know if you're a Duke fan or not? Probably not, huh? No, not the biggest. So you I probably don't a... like Jeff Capel, but I'm excited that he's at Pitt, and I think he's building a really great program there. Uh, 
All right, dog or cat person? I think you know the answer to that I one. I sure do. Um, well, unless you, unless ponies on the uh, list there, because uh, we're we're definitely dog people in our household. Um, Tell nothing. us about your dog. He's a Great Dane. His name's Otis, uh, and for better or worse, uh, we we love the heck out of him. Uh, can't seem to keep him on the straight and narrow because he seems to tear up everything. We actually had to replace our French doors last month because he just ripped them up. So uh, we're training. We're training. He's still a puppy. 150-pound uh, puppy. Yeah, yeah. That 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 creates problems sometimes, oh but gosh. he's uh, he's a whole lot of fun. So we wouldn't have it any other way. All right. Who's your favorite band? Or if you don't want to tell me band, you can tell me what's the best concert you've been to. So that's like a an either or. Well, uh, I might go same answer for both. Okay. Uh, I might say the Rolling Stones. Oh, okay. Uh, now, I was obsessed with Jimi Hendrix when I was a kid. Uh, I, I read every book you can possibly imagine, so it, it actually kind of kills me to say yeah. the Rolling Stones. I feel like I'm disrespecting him, but I'd go with the Rolling Stones, and I saw them in ninth grade with my dad, and I saw them again when I was... They played at Carter fin Finley Stadium at NC State, so it's pretty cool to see them play yeah. where I watch college football games. Very cool. That's amazing that you saw them twice. Uh, what's the best place you've traveled? Uh, I think my wife would get mad at me if I didn't say Cannes, France. So um, is that a honeymoon? That thing? was a honeymoon <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, you better say that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, but honestly, I honestly think either there or the Grand Canyon. Um, the Grand Canyon was pretty wild. Did you do uh, the donkey thing or the helicopter thing? <laughs> you don't know what the donkey. Like, people ride donkey. <laughs> I don't know what the donkey thing is. Um, but no, we didn't do that. We just did people a little hiking. People ride donkeys. Listen, I want you to Google this. Probably on YouTube. They ride donkeys, and they are literally on the edge of the cliff going down into the Grand Canyon. It looks terrifying. Yeah, we, 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 we walked on <laughs> okay. it. We stayed on our feet. Um, but that that's just a scene that I think anybody, if you have the opportunity to go see it, I mean, it's obviously, you, you know, I, I wouldn't tell anybody not to go to Nice and Cannes if you can mm -hmm. make it out there. But uh, in terms of right here at home, I would definitely say that the Grand Canyon was pretty awesome. Pretty spectacular. Um, best pizza in Greenville? That's a tough question. Um, but as of right now, I'd probably go with World Peace. Uh, it's right there next to Coffee on Stone. It's the new spot. I don't know about this new spot. Tell me more. So Coffee Underground, I guess, has their, uh, you know, other spot. Mm -hmm. Snow Fox. I, never mind. <laughs> Um, that's for another day. Um, but Do they know you at both locations as the Snow Fox guy? No. Uh, maybe. Um, but right next to them, they share a spot with World Peace. And, okay. Um, it's actually really, really, really good. Um, okay. You know, I have a hard time finding places that consistent. That one's been, and they got a Chicago deep dish. Okay. Which. All right, we're in. Might, might give you trouble on your runs i know right might not be able to get first place anymore if you keep eating those but <laughs> it's good all right well i'm gonna have to try that out thanks for the recommendation everybody go support world peace and i love the name that's a really cool name for a pizza place um okay orange or purple orange okay best brewery in greenville that's tough, too. Um, I'm full of the hard questions. I would probably say that the one that we probably go to the most often would be Birds Fly South. Okay. Just because it's very dog-friendly there mm -hmm. that we found. So, um, And 
I really want to try that axe throwing over there, but I haven't done it. Oh, that's terrifying. Well, it'd be a lot more terrifying if you saw it in my hand, but you know. <laughs> no, and it's good. Bird Slice South is great. Um, great access to tacos, too. White Duck Tacos, really good. Um, what's your favorite book? Um, well, I got really into the Navy SEALs for a while, so. Okay. I, well, actually, no, I'll probably say, I would probably say the Stuart Scott, um, oh, God. every day I mm -hmm. fight, mm -hmm. um, that one, that one really hit me. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, that's one of those ones where you think, you think you got things pretty tough and then you read about that and yeah. you read his story and it's. That's moving. So oh God, he's an amazing that. story. Yeah, that's a that's a great book. Actually, I want to read that again. Um, what's your favorite show to binge watch? Uh, I think I'm probably with the most of America in saying that uh, probably go with Game of Thrones. There's but uh, there's too many good shows out there. Well, I mean, I've heard the storyline itself is pretty amazing, it and is. I I would like to follow the storyline, but I I don't think I can handle the rest of it. Well, if you want to know the full story, I think my wife and I have probably been through it about three times now. So we're okay. You can give me the the background of the story, and I don't have to watch the gory details. Deal. All right. Favorite quote or best piece of advice? Because I'm really bad at memorizing quotes, and I don't want to say it if it's not an actual quote. So if you don't want to tell me your favorite quote, tell me the best piece of advice somebody's ever given you. Um, I don't know if I would be quoting Toby Stangelo himself, okay. uh, but actually, uh, and I don't know if this is word for word, but um, I would probably say, and we actually just were talking about this in the office, and that is, um, you know, leaders don't stand in the spotlight and cast shadows on others. Mm. Uh, they stand in the shadows and bring others to the spotlight. Wow. So and I, that's always been something, you know, for me in particular, uh, that has always just been, you know, kind of put things in perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, you you know, we all have uh, dreams and aspire to do great things. And a lot of times it's lifting others up. Yes. Um, that will actually make that happen. Because um, when, you, when you're all about me, um, sometimes you, you know, cast that shadow on others mm -hmm. and, it, and it actually is very unattractive. So uh, that would probably be it is leaders uh, don't. Leaders don't stand in the light and cast shadows on others. They stand in the shadows and bring others to light. I love that. And that's such a great way to end this is, is leaving with that thought in mind because it is such a great way to, to go about your day and hopefully live that way as a leader uh, going forward. So, Tommy, thank you so much for joining us today. We really enjoyed your insight. We appreciate your passion for helping others understand this overwhelming piece of banking and debt and just managing this financial piece of their lives. Um, and as well, I appreciate just your passion for the community and um, having a soft spot for just being kind to one another and what that can do for people. So we just so appreciate you being here. Well, thank you for having me. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, I enjoy every time we get together and just kind of get an opportunity to catch up and uh, happy to come here and share a little bit with y'all. Um, I know that was mostly entry level, but you know, every bit counts. Absolutely. So, um, you know, like I said, if, if I encourage everybody to come meet you, um, in terms of getting an opportunity to get introduced to, you know, everybody, <laughs> uh, there's no hiding that. So, I mean, I think I had somebody tell me that when we first met and then sure enough,
<laughs> it was like, oh, I know somebody here. I know somebody here. And I was like, okay, should, they weren't lying. Um, so, and you're, you're just, you know, the super nicest person to me. What started as a mentor, now a call friend, and uh, I don't think it'll ever be anything other than that. So, um, thank you. Thank you for saying that. I really appreciate that. Um, and and I definitely wish you so much success and happiness going forward. And definitely, um, you know, for everybody out there, reaching out to Tommy, too, just in terms of questions. I love the fact that you said my cell phone is on my business card for a reason. And that just is a, a testament to the type of person that you are, that you can call me Saturday or Sunday. And whether you're a customer or not, I'll help you. So well, um, I'm just... I'm just thankful to know you and and to watch you kind of grow in your career has just been awesome for me. So um, everybody out there, have a have a magical day, and, and we'll talk to you next time. This episode was produced by the Clemson University MBA program and sponsored by the Pfeiffer Innovation Hub. Thanks for listening to the Clemson MBA in One podcast. Hear more stories at www.clemson.edu slash MBA slash podcast.